So what do you think about this idea of getting to know God personally in a deeper way so that your faith grows in 2020? My name is Lisa Pulliam. I'm the founder of More To Be. And one of the things that we do at More To Be is study God's word because I believe that through a fresh encounter with God and his word, we will be transformed and we'll be able to impact this world with kingdom hope. And there's never been a time that I feel like that is more important for us to do together. So this year, 2020, we are studying the names of God and his attributes, and we're keeping it really simple. Each week I have for you in the Encounter God resource, which is a download that you can print with each attribute or name of God that we will study every week. So it's only one per week and it's a one key verse per week. And then using what I call the raw scripture study, R is for read, A is apply, and W is for write, that we really study that particular attribute or name in context. So we're looking at the whole chapter. So just like I've done in 2019, where we studied Brave Together, and you could jump into the More To Be tribe and look back at the videos that we've done for that, uh, we are doing the names of God this year. And so we're on week one, and I am jumping right in here. Uh, we're looking at, and I just want to show you guys how I've done it. So I've got a little uh, board that I have that is next to my desk. I actually, well, I can't show you on my phone. I have it as my screensaver on my phone. And then I have it here in my Bible. And one of the things that I'm doing, um, yeah, why am I looking over it? Uh, I have, I'm taping the card into my Bible using some washi tape. And this is actually a new Bible for me this year. I am using uh, the She Reads Truth Bible. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out which Bible I wanted to start this year because my um, previous Bible, I finished cover to cover and I like taking fresh notes in it. And the one thing I really like about the She Reads Truth Bible, um, well, three things. One, it has a decent space in the margins that you can write in, which I haven't on that page, but I have written on other pages. Uh, I like the spacing between the lines uh, so that there's room to underline and highlight, which I always do. Um, and then I, so those are the two things. And then the third reason that I really liked it, it's a different translation than I've read before. It's a CSB, Christian Standard Bible translation. And so I have read through an NIV translation, an NLT translation, and now I want to read through a CSB. I, I think I've also read ESV. So the difference, and this is important when we're talking about studying God's word, there's really two different ways to translate scripture. Uh, one way is word for word, which is what you'll find in the New International Version and NIV. And so they take the Hebrew or Greek word or the Aramaic word, and they translate it word for word into English, which sometimes uh, it, it's kind of hard to understand what they're saying. ESV does that as well. And, and I find the ESV... Um, is most similar to like a King James version of scripture. The NLT translates uh, uh, phrase by phrase. And so it's like thought for thought translation. And that's why I've loved the NLT translation because it's much easier to speak. And so when I'm teaching and I'm reading scripture out loud, it just is much easier for people to comprehend. So the CSB is interesting. And this is what sold me on this translation. It uses both methods uh, based on readability and comprehension for the reader. And so I thought, oh, well, that will be interesting to explore that translations. So you'll see that sometimes the scripture memory cards uh, will have the little note of NIV, NLT, CSB, 
um, because I jump around in what I use based on what I think will be the easiest to memorize. So one of the goals is to memorize the key scripture, which I stink at scripture memory. I don't know if you do, but uh, we're going to see if we can work on that this year together and maybe we can come up with a few competitions. If you have any ideas of how you'd like us to uh, work at scripture memory together, any incentives that would be really a bonus for you, uh, share about that in our uh, More To Be Tribe Facebook group. So Isaiah 40, 28 is where we get the name of God creator, Elohim. So it's at, it's in other places of scripture. This is a particular passage that I chose to go with that particular name because of the richness of understanding who God is from this particular passage of scripture. So Isaiah 40, 28 in the New Living Translation reads, Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is everlasting God the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. I mean, there's a, there's a lot just to take that in. And so what I did was I read that and I sat with it. I've been reading it on my phone um, again and again, trying to begin that process of memory. And then I went to the, the passage and I read the entire chapter and it's, it's a long one. I'm not going to take that much time on the video to read the whole chapter. But here are some of the things that stood out to me, starting at um, the beginning of the chapter in verses three through five, we see the promises of God of what is to come. And it it's a foretelling of Jesus and John the Baptist. It says, a voice of one crying out, prepare the way of the Lord in the wilderness, make straight highway for our God in the desert. Every valley will be lifted up and every mountain and hill will be leveled the uneven ground will become smooth and the rough places plain and the glory of the Lord will appear and all humanity together will see it for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Now, you know, we might read that out of context and say, I have no idea what this is talking about, but there's a promise of something that is to come. And those are some of the things I want us to take note of when we look at scripture. What is God telling us about what is to come that maybe we have already seen or that we have yet to see? And then it goes down, uh, verse 8 stood out to me. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God remains forever. So what does this tell us about the word? It means that this word that we are holding in our hands remains forever. And that is just amazing when everything else, the grass withering, the flowers fading, but the word of God remains forever. So how are we pouring ourselves into understanding this truth as opposed to everybody else's truth, every cultural trend, every, um, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, my daughter, my college age daughter, just loves joggers, like these these uh, sweatpants. She's like, I need to get these for the whole family. They're so comfortable. They're so awesome. And I just kind of said, oh yeah, sure, sure, that's fine. But you know what? Joggers are not a new thing. They've been around before. They just became jogging pants and then they became leggings. And now this generation is moving out of leggings and back into loose fitting jogger pants. And I just thought things are always changing in our culture. And yet there is nothing new under the sun, which Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes. And here, here's one thing that is unchanging that we can cling to, which is the word of God. Then as I skip down a little bit, verse 10 stood out to me. See, the Lord comes with strength and his power establishes his rule. 
And there's some attributes and character of God in that. He is strong and he is powerful and he will establish a rule. I need to remember that in the middle of chaos. And then his character here. He protects his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lamb in his arms. It's not just his character. It's what he does. Uh, it's his actions. It's his responsibility. He carries them in the fold of his garment. He gently leads those who are nursing. He who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand or marked off the heavens with the span of his hand, who has gathered the dust of the earth and measure or weighed the mountains on a balance and the hills on scales, who has directed the spirit of the Lord or gave him counsel, who did he consult, who gave him understanding and taught him the paths of justice, who taught him knowledge, who showed him the way of understanding. As I was reading through this, I was like, Man, Lord, how many times do I put myself in the position of God? How many times do I think I know the way it ought to be done instead of trusting in the way God is doing it? Verse 18 really got me. With whom will you compare God? What likeness will you set up for comparison with him? Dang, I am comparing God to me all the time. And I don't even realize I'm doing it. But the fact of the matter is slowing down to answer one of the questions, uh, which is what does this passage tell me about God? What questions do I have? What stands out to me the most? Was that I look at my life and think this is the way it should be done. And God, what are you doing? Why are you not doing it this way? Really is why are you not doing it my way? And I am comparing him to me. And that is not what I should be doing. I should look at the wretch I am as I compare myself to the holiness and the power and the might of God. And then I compare him to the people in my life. Those I've been hurt by. Those I've been betrayed by and abandoned by. And I, I see God through this warped lens instead of seeing God as who he says he is. Then uh, the other uh, verse that really stuck out to me was verse 22. God is enthroned above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers. So you know, just picture that for a minute. We know how small grasshoppers are compared to us. Like, we're that small to God. He And not small as in insignificant, but our our presence our our abilities our power our strength is like the like a grasshopper compared to what god is like that's just ridiculous when you think about that and doesn't that change how you look at the the new testament scriptures that promise that god can do anything that he is the god of the impossible well yeah i mean because that's who he is and verse 25 says, To whom will you compare me and who is my equal? Asks the Holy One. Look up and see who created these. He brings out the stars by number. He calls all of them by name. Because of his great power and strength, not one of them is missing. And then verse 28 is our key passage, key verse. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is everlasting God, creator of the whole earth. He never becomes faint or weary. There's no limit to his understanding. And then I'm going to finish through here. Uh, verse 29. He gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Youths may become faint and weary and young men may stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles and they will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. 
And I actually shared about that passage in uh, Unblinded Faith, the, which is a 90-day devotional, if you're interested. Uh, and I talk about that particular verse because somebody once told me, well, when God says that we will soar on wings like eagles, he doesn't say that we won't scuff the ground or hit the ground. Well, he, he, he says they will soar on wings like eagles. Eagles don't soar on the ground, people. Eagles soar up high in the sky with their wings spread in all of the might that God has given them. That is a promise from God of what he wants to do as we put our trust in him. That he will renew our strength and we will be able to soar, not skim the earth and bump our noses. That is not his intention. And so we need to know what the word of God says so that we live out the word of God. One of the ways that I want us to make this very personal is not just to read and walk away, but also engage. I love praying scripture. I think there's no better way to do that. And so uh, no better way to pray than to pray scripture. It keeps our heart and our mind aligned with what God wants us to know and how he wants us to think. And so what I did on the back of my little card that's taped in here is I just Prayed. I wrote out my prayers uh, based only on the passage, really. And so I'll share it with you. Lord, I'm humbled by how often I forget who you really are. I'm guilty of comparing you to mere mortals instead of trusting you. I take matters into my own hands. Please forgive me. May I trust you more, Lord, remembering that you are enthroned above the circle of the earth. That came from verse 22. You are the Holy One, verse 25. You are everlasting, verse 28. You never become faint or weary. You give me all the strength I need, verse 29. May I trust in you and soar, in Jesus' name. And there you have it. So it's week one uh, in our Encounter God series. I pray that you will spend time uh, going back and reading through the, this scripture passage. Read through it. Interact with it. Uh, journal out your notes. Ask God questions. And then turn this attribute and this principle into the prayer of your heart that we may get to know God better and live out his word with one another because at more to be we really want every person to experience that fresh encounter with God and that comes through knowing him and his word aligning ourselves to it being transformed by him and then being able to impact lives and that impact looks like letting others know that they are seen, that they are heard, and they are supported not only by you, but by God of the universe. I hope that you will grow with me through this journey. I look forward to connecting with you guys next time.